Welcome to Tradutex Portuguese Lessons Podcast. Olá, eu sou a Helena, and on this episode we're going to talk about how do we make sentences with the verb ir, to go, in Portuguese. But just before that, I want to let you know that Tradutex Portuguese Lessons Podcast is now on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can support the projects you like. So, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, and if you would like it to carry on, you can also become a patron. As a patron, you get a PDF with the highlights of each episode, pronunciation tips, written posts about the Portuguese language, videos, you can even participate in a monthly live session with me, and much more. Go to www.patreon.com slash tradutex and learn more about it. So on today's episode, we're going to focus on the verb ir. We've done the verb ir before on episode 24, episódio número 24. So if you want to go through this verb again, you should listen to episódio número 24. But today, we're going to focus on this verb and how we can use it to make sentences. Because, of course, that after the verb, we will need what? A preposition. And it's not always easy to know exactly which preposition we should use to make sentences with the verb ir. You know, prepositions, they are these little words a bit everywhere, but we are always a bit unsure about which one to use. So I want to make it clear for you that with the verb ir in Portuguese, we can only have two possible prepositions. And that's about those two pre possible prepositions that our episode is about today. The first preposition we can use with the verb ir is the preposition a. That's it. Just a letter A or A in Portuguese if you want. And the pronunciation is A. So to go to is ir A. The thing about using the preposition A is that it's common to have it contracted with a definite article. You remember the four definite articles we have in Portuguese, right? So I'm talking about those words that translate the definite article the in Portuguese, in English. So when you have the, we have four possible translations. U, a, us, as. And we decide which one to use, of course, looking at the following verb. Thinking just about the articles. If you want to say something as simple as the car, you say o carro. But if you want to say the house, you change into a casa. Of course, if you want to use the plural, the cars, this time you add the S, the letter S, and you say os carros. And if you want to say the houses, as casas. So these are the four possible translations for the article the in English. Now, it happens quite a lot that we may have to contract the preposition uh, with one of these four 
articles. And again, it will depend on the following word. So when I say that one of the prepositions the verb ir allows is the preposition a, you have to have in mind that that a can also be contracted with the articles and become au, a, aus, as. So when you learn this preposition a that follows the verb ir, keep in mind it's not just one word but possibly five words. We have the preposition with no contraction, ir a, and then you have the preposition contracted with the articles in four possible versions. Ir au, ir a, ir aus, ir as. So let's have a look at these five possibilities. For instance, when do we use the preposition without any contraction, just a preposition on its own? When we talk about going to a city, for instance, or certain countries. So normally, general rule, in front of the city name, of a city name, we don't normally use any article. And I'm saying normally, but of course we have exceptions. One very well-known exception is the city of Porto, that in Portuguese we say o Porto. So that's a very well-known exception, but this is a bit of a usage rule, so not a 100% completely logical one, but if you remember, most part of names of cities, all the foreign cities for sure, but even in Portugal, most part of them don't have an article in front. So let's think, for instance, about Lisbon. In, in Portuguese, Lisboa. So if I want to say I go to Lisbon, it will be a bit like in English. I don't say to the Lisbon, I just say to Lisbon, because Lis Lisboa follows the general rule about having or not having an article in front of the city name, which is not having. So if I say I go to Lisbon, I say eu vou a Lisboa. So you don't need to contract the word a with any article. Use the preposition on its own. That also happens with many other city names. We could think about foreign names, for instance, Paris or London. Uh, eu vou a Paris, eu vou a Londres, or cities in Portugal. Near me, in the Algarve, where I live, in the south, we have Faro. You might know, you might, you may know Faro because of the airport. So if you want to say I go to Faro, eu vou a Faro. Some countries, for instance, Portugal doesn't have any article before the country name. So we never say, we know it's a masculine country, but we never say o Portugal. We just say Portugal, just like in English. So if I want to say you go to Portugal, tu vais a Portugal. There are other countries that don't have an article before the name. I can think, for instance, about Israel, 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 or Marrocos. These countries, they also don't use an article before 
the country name, so we wouldn't require a preposition contracted with an article. So they go to Morocco would be elas vão a Marrocos. They go to Israel. I said a feminine they, elas, not let's say masculine they, eles, eles vão a Israel. So there are some situations where the preposition is used on its own. For instance, city names or certain countries that don't come along with an article. Not the majority for countries, but the majority for cities or villages or little villages or towns that normally don't have the article. But then we have many other situations where we really need to contract the preposition with the article. So let's go through the four possibilities. Remember which ones? Au, a, aus, as. These four contractions. Let's start with au. That is the contraction between the preposition a, meaning to, in this case, going to, ir a, plus the article u. I do pronounce it like a u. But remember, it's just the letter O. So it's written just with the letter O, or in Portuguese, O. You put those two letters together, the A and O, and you get the preposition AU. Como se escreve AU? A, O. Simple as that. So if you're going to a place that it is a masculine singular word, this is the preposition that you will need. AU. Let's say, for instance, that you go to the supermarket. Como se diz supermarket em português? Supermercado. Supermercado. Supermercado é masculino e singular. So, if I go to the supermarket, eu vou ao supermercado. Eu vou ao supermercado. So I'm matching the preposition to the, so the preposition and the article that in English we use in two separate words, to the, but in Portuguese we put in just one, ao, and I'm matching that with the following word, in this case with supermercado. Let me give you another example. You go to the butcher. Tu vais ao talho. So the butcher's is o talho. Tu vais ao talho. What about if you go to the shopping center, the mall? That we say in Portuguese centro comercial. Centro comercial. Again, masculine and singular. You, but this time a formal you. You go to the shopping center. Você vai ao centro comercial. I will repeat these three examples. Pay attention to the following word because it's thanks to that following word or because of that following word that we're using the preposition ao. Because supermercado, talho, centro comercial. They're all masculine and singular words. 
I will repeat the sentences and you can repeat after me to practice. Eu vou ao supermercado. Tu vais ao talho. Você vai ao centro comercial. Notice that when we say comercial, we're completely dropping the letter E, or in Portuguese, letra E. So I don't need to say comercial, that's not correct. You really need to ignore it, like if it's not even there. So we, we say comercial, comercial. Our stress is at the end. Syllable al, comercial. So now we've been through the first example when the preposition a contracts with the article u in just one word and we get ao. What happens if the following word is not masculine and singular, but this time feminine and singular? So feminina e singular. What happens is that the preposition a and the article a, although they do mean different things, they have exactly the same spelling and the same pronunciation. You see that it wouldn't be practical to say a, a. So instead of having a, 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 we put those two words together and we get a new word, easier to pronounce, that is a. That's it. So how do we write it? Como se escreve A? It's just a letter A with an accent, but this time an accent to the left. It's what we call in Portuguese acento grave. Acento grave. When we have um acento grave, quite rare in Portuguese, we don't use them much, but all of them indicate that we need to open the vowel and it's always on the A, so always on the A. So you opened and also that accent indicates that that word is the result of a contraction. So you put these two words together, a, a, and you get a new one, A. And that accent to the left called acento grave indicates that you should open your mouth, A, but also indicates that that word, it's the result of two words put together. So now that's the one we're going to use because we're going to go to places that are actually feminine singular words. The first one is the word for a cake shop, a pastry shop. And that word in Portuguese is pastelaria. Pastelaria. So if I want to say she goes to the cake shop, Ela vai à pastelaria. Ela vai à pastelaria. What if he goes to the beach? Ele vai à praia. Ele vai à praia. Ele vai à praia. What if we go to the florist shop? Nós vamos à florista. Nós vamos à florista. Nós vamos à florista. So, three feminine singular words. 
pastelaria. Notice again how I am dropping the letter E, or in Portuguese the letter E. So I'm not saying pastelaria, I'm saying pastelaria. So we have the word has five syllables, pastelaria, but when we pronounce it normally, we reduce that into just three. So we say pastelaria, pastelaria. Then we have for the word beach, we have praia and florist, very similar to English, florista, florista. I will repeat the three sentences so you can repeat after me. Starting with she goes to the cake shop. Ela vai à pastelaria. Ele vai à praia. Nós vamos à florista. Okay, so we've covered the situations where the verb ir is followed by a masculine singular word. And in that case, instead of just saying a, we put it along with the word u and we get the new word ao. Remember? So, for instance, eu vou ao supermercado. And we've learned what to do if the word is actually feminine and singular. For instance, pastelaria. And that ao now turns into a a. Ela vai à pastelaria. So, what happens if the word that follows the preposition is actually masculine plural? Okay, along with the verb ir, maybe we'll find less examples to use this preposition, but we do have a few and it's always possible to think about more. I will give you one example that we use a lot. The word in Portuguese for the post office. In English, it's a singular word, the post office, but in Portuguese, actually, it's a masculine plural word. We say os correios. Os correios. Como se escreve correios? C O R R E I O S Correios So Correios because it's masculine and plural I will have to do something to the preposition contract that a uh, this time with a masculine plural article us and if I have a uh, along with a us my new word now is aus a o s aus so if I want to say you guys go to the post office vocês vão aos correios vocês vão aos correios vocês vão aos correios so we have one situation to cover which is what if the word this time is a feminine plural word 
So we've done ao, ao supermercado, a, a pastelaria, aos, aos correios. What happens if the word is feminine and plural? This time, my new word will be the contraction between the preposition a, meaning to, plus the feminine plural definite article as, meaning the, when it's followed by a feminine plural word. And the two words I have, a, as, will need to be put together in just one word, that is as. And this as, again, because it's the result of a contraction, I need an accent to tell me that I should open my mouth saying a, as, but also that accent will show immediately that that word comes from two words that we put together. So again, I will need the accent to the left. That's what we call in Portuguese, acento grave. So let's say they go to the shops, more than one shop. So the word for shop in Portuguese is loja. Shops, just add the S, lojas. I know there's a lot of shuju, so I will repeat. Lojas, lojas. Feminino e plural. So our opportunity now to use the contraction as. So they go to the shops. Eles vão às lojas. Eles vão às lojas. Eles vão às lojas. Let's do this one once again because of all these shoes and jujin to run together. It's not an easy one. So once again, I'll try to say it at a normal pace, not too slowly. Eles vão às lojas. Okay, so now we've covered the five possibilities, the preposition on its own, a, and the preposition contracted with the articles u, a, us, as, and we get au, a, aus, as. But remember, in the beginning of the podcast today, I've explained to you that the verb ir actually can work with two different prepositions. When it's done, it was the preposition a, but the, the other one is para. Para. So this para indicates two different things. So if we compare one with the other, ir a or ir para, the rule here to use one or the other, it's about how long will you stay in that place where you go. So the a, along with the other four possibilities we've just discussed, au, a, aus, as, that a indicates that you will be for a short period of time in that place. For instance, when you go to the supermarket, you will not spend the day there unless it's your work. And in that case, you will use para. But if you just go shopping, you say vou ao supermercado. But maybe if you work in the supermarket and you will spend your whole day there, so it makes more sense to say vou 
para o supermercado. The para doesn't contract with any articles. In terms of writing, we do separate the words and we have para o, para a, para os, para as. I said in terms of writing, because actually when we speak, things are slightly different. It's true that when we write, we don't contract para with any, anything, really, any article, any other word, but it's true that when we're speaking normally, colloquially, we do contract just orally the preposition with articles. For instance, if I go to the supermarket, but to work there, to spend my day there from morning to evening, instead of saying vou para o supermercado, maybe you will hear people say vou pro supermercado. So I will just indicate and I repeat, this is just when we speak, not when we write, but it is important that you know this because when you hear, listen to people speaking, you don't have subtitles and sometimes you might miss the words they're saying if you don't know they actually contract orally the preposition para with the articles. So a para u is a pro, para a pra, para os pros, para as pras. We don't write them or we might write them if it's really, really informal, but it is not correct and you should not do it. But when we say it, we say these words, we do say them often like this. Pro, pra, pros, pras. And it's completely acceptable unless it's a very formal speech. But in colloquial daily life, speech is perfectly acceptable. So getting back to the rules. Uh, I will give you an example that it's excellent for you to remember then uh, when you should use a, a or a para. For instance, when you go home. And home, it's a very interesting example because it's a bit of an exception. When we say I go home and if I just go there, let's say to have lunch, but then I will leave again or to pick, some, pick up something that I forgot, but then I will go back to work. So just for a short period of time. We use the preposition a, uh, and when it's your own house, no contraction. So if you're going to your own home, we just use the a uh, on its own. Simple as vou a casa, vou a casa, vou a casa. Try to run the vou and the a uh, together. So don't split the words, don't say vou a, uh, but vou a casa. If you're going to someone else's house, let's say I'm going to my friend's house, in that case you have to say vou a, with accent to the left, vou a casa do meu amigo, for instance. But if it's your own house, we just use the preposition, no article. Vou a casa almoçar, for instance. I will have lunch. Vou a casa almoçar. But if you go home because it's the end of the day and you will we have you have no plans to leave until the next day, then we say vou para casa. Okay, so this is a good example. Vou para casa. Here I'm not contracting with anything, I'm just using the preposition because as I've just said 
when you use casa as in your own house we never put an article in front we never say a casa just casa so in that case i'm not contracting contracting but still vou para casa so i can say para instead of para vou a casa almoçar i just go home to have lunch and then i'll leave again vou para casa até amanhã i go home see you tomorrow vou a casa short period of time vou para casa long period of time so this could be a good example to have in your mind to help you decide whether is more a go to with the preposition a or go to with the preposition para but the preposition para has another meaning it can also be used to indicate the destination of a trip So, for instance, if I'm going to Lisbon, I want to indicate my final destination is Lisbon. Think about a train or about a bus that goes to Lisbon. So, it's the final destination of that train or that bus. So, it, that will be the train goes to Lisbon, for instance. O comboio vai para Lisboa. So in this case, para, it's not about the time we're going to stay there. It's not about short period of time or long period of time. This time the para, it's to indicate the destination, the final destination of a trip. So for instance, picking this idea of going to Lisbon. If I say, eu vou a Lisboa, you know that I will not stay longer. I will go and come back the same day. Eu vou a Lisboa. If I say, eu vou para Lisboa, eu vou para Lisboa, notice that I can say slowly, vou para Lisboa, or I can say in a more natural way, vou para Lisboa. If I say, vou para Lisboa, imagine that there's an apostrophe after the P. Vou para Lisboa, that indicates two things. It could be that that is the final destination of my trip, Where are you going now? Eu vou para Lisboa. Or that could also indicate that I will stay there for a longer period of time. I'll give you another, another example. If I say, eu vou à escola, that might be because I have to go to school, do something, uh, something quick, maybe grab a book I forgot or something like that. But if I say, eu vou para a escola, para a escola, para a pra, Eu vou para a escola, it's because I'm just a student or a teacher and I will spend my day there. So it's a longer period of time. So that's a bit the idea. So don't forget, with the preposition ir, we never ever use... Sorry, I said with the preposition, I meant with the verb ir. We never ever use the preposition em. So if you want to say eu vou no, vou na, vou em, that's totally wrong. So we have just two options, ir a or ir para. If we pick the first one, it's because we go somewhere, not for long. And you have to remember that that a might change into au, a, aus, as. If you want to indicate the destination of a trip or if you want to indicate that you're going to a place and you will spend there the whole day or several days, so for a long period of time, so then you use ir 
Canada. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, and before we finish, I want to thank to my dear patrons. So, muito, muito obrigada. Francine Brown, Gita Barknovitz, Philip French, Rebecca Hunt, Carl Sperling, Petra Korf, Brenda Sabracht, David Soto, Lindy Falk, Michelle Kubrosi, Cherry Ellis, Sandra Weimert, Karen Soares, Kenneth Pizisco, Ibrahim Almutawa, Hank Van Kahn, Karen Barnhorn, Pauline Mansfield, Pran Udiana, Anne Grandish, Elise van der Flucht, David Martin, Patricia Martin, Catherine Dernford Vang, Art Velt, Ernst Scholte, Agnieszki, uh, Agnieszka Mrozevich Kuchevska, Tatiana Krupnik, Ramunas Plectus, Tim Noble, Lisa McCarthy, Tantra McKnight, Paula Klein, Laura Bedzik, and Michael Gonan. Muito, muito obrigada. Thank you all for your support. Thanks for keeping my motivation high. Thanks for keeping this podcast on. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Muito, muito obrigada. Até para a semana. Tchau.